The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Discovered the Golfie Team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Jesse Mello. Yes, good morning once again. How are you guys this morning? Fantastic. Yeah. Doing yeah. well. I'm no, glad to doing be back. well. Everything. I just came back from a, uh, uh, a Remax little semi-conference in Toronto a soiree? Uh, this week. Yeah. Um, I was on the panel uh, sharing the stage with other top realtors cool. in, uh, in d- different parts of Ontario. Um, the the one thing I found that uh, you know we try to help out other realtors that are c- coming up the uh, system that mm-hmm. try to you know do more business, um, and I was talking to the people that organized it, and I and I said uh, you know like you need to put uh, uh, more time and emphasis on agents that are in uh, like on the stage like they only gave us a half an hour between four people. And that's not enough time. Not a lot of for, time. No, it's not enough. Not enough time. And everybody there that was there, they uh, they said to me, they go, Rob, I, I wanted to hear more of what you had to say, and um, and uh, and they, but they kind of cut it down to, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not good. When I go to uh, seminars in uh, in all parts of the country in the U.S. I, I love when there's a panel of top agents, you know, what systems they're using, how they're, you know, making it better to service our clients and everything. And they they actually put people on on a panel for like maybe a couple hours. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if there's going to be four people, they're going to, you know, give each guy like 15, 20 minutes, half yeah. an hour to, you know, show tell us what how they do their systems and how they do their business. Mm-hmm. So they, they really had a short time. And I, and, uh, I, I was... I. I was displeased at the time frame they gave, and so were all the the audience was. So it, it, it was all right. I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't classify it as a great uh, one day conference, mm. uh, but I mean, I went to it, and you never know. You always pick up something. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. So is this an annual thing? This is something new. They do different things all over the place. Um, right now, uh, next week. Um, they have an Orea conference in Niagara Falls. Okay. And uh, Hudak's going to be there, and, and uh, they're going to discuss a lot of different things. And, you know, why are there different rules for Purple Bricks? Why, why is it why is Purple Bricks uh, able to give, uh, you know, cra- like uh, service uh, uh, in a bad way? And if we do the same thing, we get uh, penalized mm-hmm. for it. So there's going to be big discussions about that. So why are they able to do things that we can't do and right. they're just as licensed as we are. So, so the playing field is a little the different. The playing field is a little different. So there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, booing going on uh, because of that. <laughs> you know. So how does that come to be? Because do they not have to adhere to the rules? Well, you know what it is? I, and I don't get that. Hire me as a realtor. Uh, to represent you, we take we we book all the showings. You know, we call you and book the showings. We represent you uh, uh, to negotiate. We re- we do everything. Now, Purple Brick says, well, you book your own showings. You know, the the other agent calls you, and then you can you know negotiate on your own behalf or whatever. Like, 
that's not the proper way to do things. Mm-hmm. And and if we did that and then we got a complaint, we'd be in trouble. But they get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't get it. And and uh, and it and it does hurt the, the consumer because I mean, if I walked in on on a private for sale and I say, Hey, what are you willing to take? I I, I can take advantage of that private for sale person because I am a professional and, and and experienced at doing that. That homeowner isn't. And they find out after they they wish they never went private for sale. They should have gone with the realtor, mm. but it's too late. They signed the contract. They made they you know they made their bed and they yeah. have to lie in it. That's they all saved on the commission though. They, they, no, they actually lost on the uh, <laughs> well, lost on they, the price. They lost overall. One of the things with Purple Bricks too is that, and I talked to someone who actually works there, mm. is the corporation Purple Bricks is using the licenses of their realtors that work for them. So the onus falls on them. They don't get paid as much. Whereas us, when we go into these places, everything falls on our license and everything that we do, our reputation is at stake. Whereas with them, you know, they're able to kind of just pass the, like, the blame on to whoever is the person who's in charge of going on that appointment. And they use their license to, to make the real estate transaction real and put mm-hmm. it on the MLS mm-hmm. while not taking any of the onus or responsibility on the actual corporation. Wow. So if that realtor makes a mistake, and we'll talk about this in a minute, I mean, it's 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 100% on the realtor, really. It's on them, right? Wow. Well, but it, they, yeah, but the thing is, it's, I don't know, they just, uh, I don't know, they, they, they must sign something that uh, deflects that uh, responsibility yeah, in some way. It's like way. a deal with the devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Uh, go online to robgolfie.com. That's robgolfi.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-777. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send us an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. A couple of things we're going to dive into today is uh, OREA, the Ontario Real Estate Association, submitting its uh, housing supply action plan to the province. So there are some uh, interesting ideas in that. And we'll also get into the 2020 REMAX housing affordability report, which shows that Hamilton, remarkably, is still undervalued. And I'm sure a lot of people in the GTA are kind of licking their chops thinking, wow, still undervalued? Uh, I'm in. Where do I sign? Uh, But we'll start with a uh, Real Estate Council of Ontario, RICO, penalizing a, uh, a realtor. Um, so basically, this was handed down uh, not too long ago, just a couple of months ago. That's right. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the summary because the the uh, entire decision is, uh, I think, 11 pages long. So we won't bore you with uh, all the details. But here's basically what happened is uh, a, a home was listed on MLS. Yes. And it was indicated that the property had been built in 2001. Uh, the purchase price was negotiated, $806,000. It was accepted uh, back in 2017, uh, so everyone uh, was on side. However, it was later determined that this home was actually built in 1996. So now the realtor is in hot water because that information obviously wasn't relayed to the buyers. Uh, and now the sellers are thinking, uh, you know, how, how are we up this creek without a paddle? So... And now, and now the realtor is now in trouble. So here, here's the thing. So the realtor goes to the house, and he's going to list the house. The homeowner goes, this is a brand new house because it's been... Built in 2001. 2001. <laughs> it's been renovated. It's yes. been gutted. And uh, so it's a 2001 house. Okay, it, it, it's not a 2001 house. I've got a house that was built in 1959. Mm-hmm. I gutted it on the inside and outside. And it's a brand new house, but it's still 
was built in 1959. Right. That's a 1959 house. That's mistake number one. So, and he took, but also he took the information from the seller, from the, seller. the seller, and and basing on like the seller could say anything he wanted, and he wrote that down. Yeah, I I, I made the, that first mistake in my first year in this business. You have to verify every, all the information. So what happens is, you as a realtor is your obligation is to verify all information. Right. You are on the hook. So to give you an example, in my first year in this business, I was on a house. Uh, I went to a house on Beach Boulevard, and I think I told you the story once before. And I went in, went in, and I, I saw the house, and it's an older house, probably built in uh, 1900, late 1800s. And uh, so I know those kind of houses have knob and tube wiring. So the homeowner's taking me around. He's an electrician by trade, right? Retired electrician. Mm-hmm. So I'm downstairs, and I see all new wiring downstairs, and it looks like you know he's done a good job. And, I, and he said to me, Rob, I have all new wiring throughout the house. I go, fantastic. Your electrician? Mm-hmm. I believe you, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could you So not? why wouldn't I believe you? Yeah. So anyway, uh, after we get the house sold and everything, the new homeowner that moved in finds out there's knob and tube wiring on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Guess what? I didn't do my homework. I should have verified right. that there was knob and tube on the second floor. So that was a little bit of a dilemma, and this is a, this is we're going twenty one years ago, and uh, and uh, it, it it cost me twenty five hundred dollars, and I I settled it right away. I said, you know, we'll try to fix this thing right away because mm-hmm. I'm new in the business at the same time. I was I'm twenty two years in the business twenty one, and it happened around that time twenty one twenty two years old, and. And the lawyer couldn't believe it. But back then, nobody really cared. Nobody, they just said, you're on your own. That's too bad. They said, me, I, 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 have, an, I have a conscience, everybody, believe it or not. <laughs> so <laughs> You want to make things right. I have a conscience. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to make the, the buyer happy because I did put on the listing all new wiring. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to the homeowner and I said, you know, Mr. Seller, I go, you said to me, and, and, and he knew it, you said to me, we have all new wiring. And he goes, uh, he didn't say a word. Now, his wife, you know, basically was the lawyer for him. She goes, Rob, <laughs> it was mostly new wiring. I go, boy, you did your homework. Wow. You know? <laughs> so anyway, nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I should have verified it. And so now I don't put all new on anything. I put mostly new windows, mostly new wiring, right. mostly this, mostly that, but not all. Because right. then I get myself in trouble. You know, and if it, I don't put new roof, I put new shingles. Because mm-hmm. a new roof means new wood. Uh, under the right. shingles. Yep. Yeah. You have so, to verify every little detail. Yeah. And these things matter. And even in the, in the in this case, you know, 1996 to 2001, you think like, oh, big deal. Yeah. What, what's the difference? It's five years, right? Well, 2001, a lot of these houses were built with Kitech plumbing. Yeah. So me as a realtor, when I see a house that has 2001 in the in the age range, I know that there's something to look for there. Like yeah. I need, I it's, need- a, it's a clue for me to go and find. You know, is, is this does this house have it? So I mean, these little details they do add up, and it's exactly like what Rob said with the wiring. If you say something about like a particular age, we know that there's a clue to go looking for yeah. it, right? And you got You got to really you, make sure that you check before you you, you know you make a you, claim. You have to verify everything. Yeah. You have to verify yeah. everything, and uh, so you got to be very careful what you put on the on the listing. So this guy didn't verify it, 
And and it cost him. He got a seventy five hundred dollar fine with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rico, and uh, he'll learn his lessons. That won't that won't happen again to him. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. Uh, one other point to uh, mention: the sellers uh, offered several pieces of furniture as a gift to the complainants, including all beds, two full sets of furniture, along with many additional ottomans for the home, which they at the time accepted as reunification towards the misprinted concerns. So at least the sellers were willing to say, "Hey, yeah, we yep. made a mistake as well." Here's a bunch of our furniture. See, they realize they, well, they're, they're trying to, you know, back, uh, soften backpedal, the blow a bit. But yeah. the furniture, they were probably trying to get rid of anyway. So Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, they would have put up a bigger stink, right? They said, okay, well, we'll give yeah. them the furniture. Yeah, we didn't a want beds, it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, 2020 REMAX housing affordability report, which shows, amazingly, that Hamilton is still undervalued. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Jesse Mello, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Lots to come here on the show, including the Ontario Real Estate Association submitting its housing supply action plan to the province. Uh, but let's switch to the 2020 REMAX housing affordability report, which shows amazingly, because we have seen over the last number of years, prices going up, up and up in Hamilton. But it's saying that Hamilton is still undervalued. Is this surprising? I, it, it's, it caught it, me off guard. You know what? It, it's still affordable. And it's surprisingly... Um, I, I know it is getting the, the markets uh, with the market in Hamilton prices. Even if you look at prices from 2015 till now, a lot of homes almost even doubled in yeah, that, fi- a, that five year game. period. Yeah. It, it, it's insane. Now, I know there's still good deals out there. Like, even though it's a seller's market right now, but there are good deals out there. You just have to have the right agent working for you. And obviously, you would call us, the golfy team. 905-575-7700. Little plug there. <laughs> and uh, But the thing is, we're going to get another influx of GTA buyers coming this way now because um, we're in a seller's market. It's almost like 2017 again. Uh, how uh, rental? Like I was just talking to an agent from Toronto uh, yesterday, and they uh, and they said that uh, people in Toronto um, there's such a shortage of rentals that they're willing to pay six months in advance to get that rental. So so people are lining up to get rentals in Toronto. So there's a shortage of, of rentals for condos and everything else. So so I don't know what's going on out there. I don't know uh, the why there's such an influx of population. Uh, there's it does the demand is so strong. Uh, people are making more money. Uh, so we're going to see more GTA buyers coming to Hamilton again, and Hamilton is just going to get that much better. And uh, uh, when it comes to uh, home ownership uh, mm-hmm. for people, it's it, it's going to get more cleaned up here in Hamilton. But yeah, you're right. It's 
people are wondering, even though with the average sale price, why uh, are we thinking there's, uh, you know, are, are there's still deals here, but there yeah. is. Well, obviously, yeah, there is. I mean, the, the word, I guess, undervalued to me is that you can get a home for less than what it's actually worth. Yes. Um, and I guess there's some cases of that. Th- yeah. There, yeah, there, there is. I mean, you, you can still find good deals in Hamilton, in particular areas like the Homeside neighborhood, the Crown Points, East and West. Mm-hmm. They, there's still deals to be had in these neighborhoods. And even for me, like I just personally bought uh, a new build condo for myself. It was in the 300s. That's, that's, that's affordable for, for a millennial to, to purchase. So those deals are still out there in Hamilton. And I actually, you know, we, we, we have the numbers here. You know, a general rule for affordability is people shouldn't be spending more than about 30% of their income right. on their housing costs. And right now in Hamilton, with the average income, we're roughly spending around 25%, which is a good number. Hmm. It, it is a good number. I mean, that's kind of where you want to be. And if you look in Toronto, where is Toronto? It's at 40%. Wow. So there is value to be had here because those people here, relative to what they're paying in those prices in the yeah. GTA, when they come here, they're able to have a little bit better living style or better standard of living and spend less on their housing and have more money to do things like go on vacation. Right. Or, have ed- like f- education for their kids, uh, you name it. So that's kind of a big one. And Vancouver, by the way, is at 58%. Yikes. So 58% yeah. of everything you make is going towards your living expense, whether it's um, owning a home or renting, which that's is insane. very, which is tough. very hard tough. to get ahead when you're spending all that money so, on that. So yeah, we've right? got a 15, 15% spread between Hamilton and Toronto. So that means, so more people can, uh, there's more, there's room to grow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's more, room to grow. More GTA there's, buyers are coming yeah, at us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So the, uh, the 2020 REMAX housing affordability report uh, shows it basically ranks 16 Canadian cities in terms of housing affordability. Hamilton came in at 10th. So it's, I guess, the 10th most affordable in terms of this uh, rank of 16. But it also says cost-conscious home hunters in search of a good deal can still find one of the communities of Crown Point, Homeside, and Vincent, which have been named the most affordable neighborhoods to buy a home in Hamilton. Are we seeing a lot of action in those neighborhoods? Yes. Uh, yeah, th- and there's a shortage of homes. That's the problem. There's uh, there's a shortage of homes. Uh, but every every but all all neighborhoods are getting uh, action like crazy. Right. Uh, Rick, so it doesn't matter where it, it is. It doesn't matter. Like it's just they're just probably seeing a, a a certain percentage more maybe sold and because there was more for sale in that right. in that neighborhood. But but all neighborhoods every everything's selling in in Hamilton right mm. now. Uh, Hamilton real estate came in at uh, number ten as I mentioned of sixteen cities. Canada's most affordable city to buy a home is Regina. The least affordable is uh, no surprise. I mean you mentioned it. Vancouver is up there as well. It also said that Hamilton Real Estate currently considered to be undervalued with a 2019 average sale price of $535,000 and change. When compared to cities that are of similar distance from Toronto, Hamilton homes are generally set at a lower price point with more than 50% of the stock found below $600,000. Is that still the sweet spot or are more people still looking for that sub kind of half million price point? Um, yeah, it, it is a sweet spot. But like, see, right now I'm, I'm looking over here, Rick. It shows here. You Ham- got the big chart, yeah. Yeah, I got the big chart, and it shows here the in- uh, I guess income estimate for Hamilton is one hundred and four thousand. So, so Hamilton's gone up quite that's a bit. That's household though, probably right. That's like household, two, income. Two income. household income. Yeah, that's household income, which is pretty. That's pretty big. Like, I mean, that's two incomes. I mean, you know, if it's two household incomes, one's making yeah. sixty though. But if you're making- in six figures, I mean, yeah. You're so, doing right. but it, but that number has changed quite a bit in the last five years yeah. like more more people are making more money right now so it, so that's that's what's driving the market up you know household income is is climbing and uh, and that's what's driving the price up but but uh, but I, yeah it's 
the sweet spot is under uh, the 500 mark. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Interesting stuff. Uh, it says at the high end of the affordability spectrum, and again, still here in Hamilton, the region's least affordable neighborhoods include the Meadowlands, uh, Governor's Road, and Flamborough East. Yeah. That's which are kind of all... Ancaster, Dundas, yeah. Flamborough, yeah, all that area. Which is no surprise. I mean, yeah. that's been... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always been more expensive yeah. in those areas. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So uh, there you go. Hamilton's still one of the most affordable places uh, to buy a home. So let's uh, switch over to the Ontario Real Estate Association submitting its housing supply action plan to the province. And this is a, I think this was like a 33-page yes, document. Yes, uh, I think the printer kind of shut down after a few pages. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'll go through some of the uh, some of the highlights sure. of this and just get your reaction and your input on each of them. This is the executive summary from Aurea's, uh, quote, bold plan to protect the Canadian dream. And it starts off with, we have a problem. Housing affordability for young families is at an all-time low, and home ownership rates are on the decline in Ontario. And that's according to to the census uh, back in 2018. With the housing supply crisis, the lack of supply and housing options continues to impact communities across the province. Growing families and seniors are struggling with the same thing. They cannot find an affordable home to fit their needs. Outdated rules, government-imposed charges, and red tape have creating more affordable family homes built in our province. And it ends by saying, with 100,000 new Ontarians moving to the GTA and the Hamilton area each year, this problem is only going to get Get worse before it gets better. So pretty yeah. dire statement off the top here. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you know, you know what? The one thing in Toronto right now, they pay double the land transfer tax. Right. So um, if people don't understand what land transfer tax is, it's a tax that you pay when you purchase a house. And it usually works out, like if you're buying a $400,000 house, it works out to about maybe what, $3,000? Yeah, something like that. So yep. around are, they, are there any of those in Toronto? No. Yeah, no <laughs> but yeah. it's double. It's double. So, yeah. so let's say the average price in Toronto is $800,000. Right, so the land transfer tax would be probably about seven thousand, okay, and uh, in Toronto they double it, so it's fourteen thousand. So you're already behind the eight ball when it comes to buying the house. So, so already you're buying an eight hundred thousand dollar house. Already fourteen thousand dollars is tacked on to that yeah. almost purchase wow. just because of the fact of the land transfer tax. That's because Toronto, uh, you know, with with the way they're running it, they, they're so deep in debt. Now the, for the the buyers that are buying have to pay that. Mm-hmm. You know that's you know mishandling of funds or mis you know they don't know how to run a, a city, and so now they're now the consumers paying for that land transfer yeah. tax. They try to implement that in all Ontario. And boy, did we shut that down pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you imagine it in Hamilton? People had to pay t- double <laughs> the land insane. transfer tax. Insane. So they, they, like, that was shut down so fast, and so they, they didn't even go near that right. anymore. So was that implemented as well to curb the growth in prices as no, well? No, no. That, that was simply a tax credit. That was just to mm-hmm. get more money. Wow. Uh, for the for the uh tr- for Toronto because they are so deep in debt yeah. and uh, and they just they just got they got problems there and if, and if, and if they if and now because people were still buying houses they say hey wait a minute the consumer they're still buying houses and we yeah. charge it we're charging them more charging devil. let's yeah. just let's do this <laughs> all good. Ontario let's yeah, let's yeah. try to cash perfect, grab perfect let's, <laughs> try to, let's try to cash grab everybody yeah. and see if everybody will go along with it. But but that got shut down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. With the uh, uh, Aria Aria right away just fought that and said, "There's no way you're going to do this. Implement this all Ontario because yeah. it's going it, to it'll hurt definitely the uh, the housing market, no mm-hmm. doubt." So uh, a couple of things that Aria has identified in this uh, bold 
plan to protect the Canadian dream is government-imposed charges, which is one of those, and needless red tape. So what kind of red tape are we encountering here? I don't know what red tape they're, you know... Uh, encountering about buying houses. I mean, they're they're making it more difficult. Like they added the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The stress test and the stress test. They're just making it tougher. They're making it tougher for the buyer. And I I don't know why they're doing that. If you want uh, more people to have home ownership, make it easy. But they just keep throwing the, like like loopholes and and just it's like it's like uh, like a maze you have to go through to mm-hmm. get to own to own a house, especially for a first time buyer. You know they're they're in their mid twenties. You know uh, they their friends are buying houses and some you know and some of these kids their friends you know are getting help from their parents, but th- maybe one individual doesn't have that help and he's saving like crazy. Right. He's, he, you know he's not going out. He's saving every penny that he can, and and then all of a sudden the government throws in another. Uh, uh, thing that will prevent him from buying. So now he's got to wait another five years. Mm-hmm. So now his friend that owns a house now is now in five years has got a hundred thousand dollars more in equity, and this guy is just you know trying to manage go through. Yeah, it's so it, it's tough. It's not easy. It's 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 it makes it tougher for the guy that doesn't have the help from parents or friends and family like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Anything that gets in the way of like the, the stress test, for example, they'd recently just changed it. I think it was like yesterday. They're lowering the benchmarks yeah. so that it's a little bit more affordable and easier to qualify for a mortgage. But it targets the wrong people. If you want young people to buy houses, don't make it harder for them. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are going to continue to buy are what we've seen, investors, yeah. people buying people their second, third house, yeah. people who can afford yeah. it. And it, it has the wrong effect. It, it targets the wrong people. And yeah. I just mentioned, going back to the red tape thing, I just bought a new condo myself. And everything, I'm in the process of negotiating the contract with the builder. Everything in that contract is is about letting you know that there's going might expect delays and that there's going to be unexpected costs and that <laughs> we're not taking 100% liability for these right. costs you the buyer are going to pay for it so i'm trying to negotiate a cap on that trying to make sure that you know th- there's a maximum that they can charge me yeah. but the city tries to make everything so difficult you know you want to hook up the water and sewer that's going to cost you the buyer that mm-hmm. kind of money meanwhile it's the builder who's who who's in charge of doing that so it's uh it's it's that going to the red tape thing. It is making it harder for young people to buy houses. I am one of those young people, so I, I've, I'm experiencing it firsthand right now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so Aria also has a, a ten point action plan uh, to build thousands of affordable homes right across Ontario, reduce costs for first time buyers, and protect the dream of home ownership for generations to come. So let me lay these ten on you, and I'll get your input on that. Uh, I'm not sure if there are any particular order, but I'll just go one through ten. Implement as of right zoning, reduce new neighbor taxes, say no to another homeowner's tax, cut municipal red tape on secondary suites, lower taxes for young families and first-time home buyers. That sounds pretty good. Uh, remove the straight jacket of the one-size-fits-all growth plan, speed up the planning approvals process, fix the OSFI stress test, uh, rebalance heavy-handed mortgage restrictions and unlock surplus public lands to build more housing. So the the ones that stick out to me, and I'm not sure if you've uh, you know highlighted these as well. Obviously, lower taxes for young families and first-time yeah. home buyers. Unlock surplus public lands and build more housing. So increase the supply and reduce those taxes. Right. It, it's that's all. That's it, but the problem is. The demand is so strong, we're so behind the eight ball that it's driving those prices up anyway. Right. Yeah. So these builders, so, um, and I, I think there's a builder uh, downtown bought all these uh, um, homes from, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, home, there's a surplus of homes in Hamilton uh, for uh, low, low income housing houses. Okay. Yeah. So they sold a, 
I think, an acre not too far uh, from downtown. And part of the plan was is to put affordable housing there with regular housing. Uh. So that's the hard part. So the builder struggles. The builder is struggling trying to make the affordable housing because he's doing this for the city. He right. got the he got the parcel of land yeah. to do it. Say, hey, here's the plan. You got to uh, put affordable housing plus regular housing. And I was talking to the builder. He goes, it's it is tough to 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 make it work. He goes, but they're 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 trying to make it work so that they have affordable housing. But eventually, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's it's not going to it's not going to work that way. Like right. you know what I mean. Like, so in this parcel of land, there's obviously a set number of you know. There's going to be this much affordable housing units, and then there's this much regular housing, quote unquote. Right, right. Use it. Yeah, and, uh, and and there's a lack of housing overall everywhere. Yeah. Now, now uh, the city of Hamilton, uh, they're they're they're. Uh, you, if you drive around, uh, especially on James Street, you'll see they got boarded up uh, complexes because they've let them go to nothing. They, yeah. they didn't take care of them, so they got to tear down and rebuild new ones. And uh, um, if if the city city Hamilton's building them themselves, that's fine. They've got low income housing, mm-hmm. but if the builders are building them, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Builders are there to make a profit. Exactly. Yeah. When we come back, we are going to talk about uh, Windsor's partnership with Amazon Rings Doorbell. It's an interesting uh, scenario that uh, is not yet in Canada, but it sounds like it might soon be. That and more coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Jesse Mello, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can visit them online at robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Like them on Facebook. Visit them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And if you haven't done so already, I can't imagine too many people that haven't done so. Uh, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Still to come, uh, Vancouver Island Real Estate could get a big boost from Harry and Megan. We shall see. Yes. Uh, but this is an interesting story out of Windsor. The mayor of Windsor wants to have Windsor Police, at the end of the day, use Amazon's doorbell ring service. So basically how it works is this doorbell ring, it's a doorbell that also has a video camera. And we've seen this become very popular over the last mm-hmm. number of years for mainly security purposes. You know, someone rings your doorbell, uh, you get an alert on your phone, you check it out. Hey, uh, you know, our, our neighbor's here or yeah, there's yeah. a complete stranger here. You know, what's going on? Right. Uh, so the mayor of Windsor now wants to bring this service to his city so police can act on, you know, certain tips for suspicious activity in neighborhoods. But there are some privi- privacy experts who say, eh, this may not be a good thing. I don't know. I, 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 I understand the privacy part of it. And and I understand, but then when something happens to that person, mm-hmm. they wish they had that service. Yes, very much. Right, so. we want to catch somebody, and so the police, what they're doing is they're they want to uh, have access, and I think you have to, they have to have permission. 
I think. Yes. So, so there's two parts to this. So right. the doorbell ring service, you can just have the doorbell with the video, yeah. but there's also an app, and this is where the privacy experts kind of right. are, are ringing the, the are raising the red flag because if you subscribe to this neighbors app, which is what it's called, everything that's on uh, the video gets to the app and basically is owned by Amazon. Right, right. So now the only time they're going to look at it, like, I mean, there's going to be thousands and thousands of these cameras. It's not like mm. they're all looking at everything at the same yes. time. And this is like throughout the U.S. So there's yeah. like millions of people who have this. Exactly. So if there happens to be a, a, a burglary or a collision or something that happened around your neighborhood, yeah. they're going to go back and see if they can see if there's any, any uh, video footage yep. of what happened. So it's actually really protecting you so now if like i mean we're we're at that age where there's videos everywhere so in the in the city of uh uh, london england i mean you cannot watch cctvs everywhere everywhere like there's millions of cameras so if you're going to do something you're 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 busted so (laughs) you're busted you're on candid camera but i mean you shouldn't have to worry about that if you're if you're a good uh samaritan or citizen just doing your own business going shopping paying bills this and that you have nothing to worry about yeah but but if you're if you're a criminal, guess what? They're gonna catch you. Yes. <laughs> They're gonna catch you. <laughs> exactly. So so I, I I'm okay with it myself. Now mm-hmm. everybody has different opinions. It's a privacy. I understand. Um, but there is no privacy anymore. I mean, it, in this world, uh, it, it, you are recorded. It, it, Every day, no matter where you're going in this world, there, there's somebody recording yep. you at one point or another. You're yeah, getting recorded bank, on, on could the could highway. Be, you're yeah. getting the banks, the the main major intersections, uh, red light uh, cameras, uh, yeah. red yeah. light cameras. <laughs> those are all, <laughs> those cameras are going on all the time. Oh yeah, yeah like regardless whether you're getting. Uh, if you go through the red light, it, it snaps a picture. But re- those red light cameras are recorded all, all the, the way through. Yeah. So, yeah. so, City of Hamilton made $1.5 million on those cameras last year. I know. So they, yeah. Now they want to well. do speed cameras then. Yeah. Now they want to do speed, speed cameras. Speed, the, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me give you this scenario. And yes, this is a great tool for police because even when we have you know stories in Hamilton that you know there, there's a murder or a shooting, whatever yeah. the case is, yeah. you know police want area residents to check their surveillance cameras. Yeah. If you see anything suspicious, let us know. So here's the scenario, and I did this on one of the talk shows earlier this week on CHML, is, and I was talking to a privacy expert at the end of the day, uh, and she was mentioning that uh, Rob Golfie's, uh, he's got one of these Amazon doorbell rings, uh, and it shows him bringing, uh, you know, a huge bag of consumed KFC to his blue box, because he had KFC uh, the other night. Amazon's going to sell that information to Rob Golfie's healthcare provider to say, Rob's not really a healthy guy, you might want to check him out. <laughs> yeah. So they're building a profile on these people that, who have that these is doorbell the, rings. That's the main concern. Concern is, That's is, the main is concern. that is that or this, he'll get this this content this video content is going to be owned by a company that sells Amazon. things yes. so they're going to be able to make a profile about you and and be able to market things but the, yeah. the reality is is that we already do that and, yeah. and, and, and here's yeah. the thing it, it's it's what they see, what they see on camera, is going to be minimal compared yeah. to what they see through our apps. Yes, that's and true our too. spending, our credit cards, yeah. everything. It's already out yeah. there. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. when you sign up for an app. What do you do? You say, could, you know, sign up with Facebook. Yep. Yeah. They know your friends. They know your marital yeah. status. Yeah. They, know they know everything, everything yeah. about you. You totally make a profile about you <laughs> yeah. based off of that. Yeah. That, yeah. that KFC in the garbage. Now you're going to start getting coupons of KFC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait a minute. This guy's buying KFC. Yep. We got to get him to buy more. Yeah, that's it. When we come back, we'll talk about Harry and. Megan and how they are boosting uh, real estate in the Vancouver Island area. That's coming up next year on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Jesse Mello, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. 905-575-7700 is the phone number to call whether you're buying or selling. 905-575-7700. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well, and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a topic idea for us or a question you would like answered on a future program, send us an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. So we've been uh, t- talking about this story, I think, for the last number of months. Yes, yes. Uh, Prince Harry and his wife, Megan, are considering a home in Canada. They vacationed uh, in our great nation in the B.C. area um, in and around the Christmas time. Loved it so much so that they basically abdicated their royal duties to say, we just want to live in Canada part-time and yeah. and not have to deal with the paparazzi and any of that uh, kind of stuff. So uh, because of that, real estate searches of Victoria and Saanich, B.C., basically the Vancouver Island area, have... It's it's a mushroom cloud because people right. are people are googling are the googling uh, the, the, the town that yeah. uh, they're going in, and now realtors there are licking their chops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it it doesn't. It's not necessarily. It's like people saying uh, around here. Well, the 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 go station and the go's coming. My house is worth more. Right. Well, yeah. your your house is worth more based on uh, right now. Like, yeah, it is coming, but. But if you want your house to be worth more, we have to wait another mm-hmm. few more years. But it's also worth whatever someone is willing to pay for it, That's too, right, right. That's right. So here, the thing about this is, um, I don't know if a lot of people are going to move, move there, but there, but people are searching to go there to visit for tourism. Yes. Now, I saw the aerial shot of the house. I think you won't even see anything if you drive by this. It's almost like a little island. Yeah. It's like It's kind of like set out like... I don't know how many acres it's on. Yeah, it's extremely remote. It's very remote. It's not like you can drive by the house and kind it, of wave at it. Yeah, them. no, you will not even see what the house looks yeah. like. You you can't even see, you know, like you, you drive by, you know, that's the area that they live in. Right. You won't see anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, I, I think it, it did bring awareness to the to the town. There's no yeah. doubt about it. People yeah. are probably going to, you know, if they happen to be in Vancouver, they say, hey, let's, let's see why they moved there. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something about that town that, that made them want to move there. So... Their tourism will will step up. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, which is yeah. good news for the city. Yeah, at the end of it the day. is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so basically, their impending move ha- has many people speculating the Vancouver Island could become uh, their home ultimately, which could transform this relatively quiet corner of Canada, already popular with retirees from across the country in the U.S., into a new destination for jet setters. So let's just go there to visit and see what we can see, and maybe we'll see them on the on the street or in a right, store or whatever right, the case right, is. Right. But interest is beginning to show already. So Google searches, and we mentioned this, Victoria and Sanich, BC spiked in both the U.S. 
and Britain in recent days. Uh, one real estate company says that searches for Saanich, B.C. properties jumped 285% in the week of January 6th to 12th compared to the previous week. Searches for Victoria jumped 12%. So Saanich, I guess, is you know the place to be. But according to National Bank of Canada's Housing Affordability Monitor, so anybody thinking about purchasing in, Vic- in Victoria, Victoria is the second least affordable housing market in Canada. It takes 64.5% of an average earning household's income. What was what was Vancouver? 58%? 58%. So this yeah. is 64.5% wow. uh, yep. yeah. to afford the monthly cost of a median house, just the average house in Victoria. Huh. Uh, home prices have flatlined in Victoria at high levels. So the average price of a detached home there, $830,000 and change in January. So it's not cheap to begin with. No, no. And it, you have to be retired. You basically have you to be work a lifetime to, yes. to live there. <laughs> or really have an amazing <laughs> To afford job. to live there, yeah. Um, yeah. So here's one of the other issues that Harry and Megan may have to deal with is, as we know, there's a foreign buyer's tax in yes. that area. Yes. They yep. are obviously foreign buyers. So right. they would be hit by, I guess it's up to 20% now with this foreign buyer's tax. Yep. Oh, they can afford it. Yeah, right. I'd imagine, but, I'd imagine yeah, so. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> what if they've done their homework and, uh, <laughs> what? we got to pay 20% more. Well, I didn't know that. What's My realtor didn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but are they renting or are they owning? I think they're renting. I think the plan is to rent. Because they're, because they're not they disclosing. They're not disclosing yeah. who owns the property. Exactly. That's that, that's a secret on a, another thing yeah, about yeah. the property. But they, still, I mean, they're going to be paying at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, huge. Uh, yeah, they're not going to get a deal on this place. They're probably going to get maybe. Who knows? They're probably yeah. going to thirty, forty thousand a month. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you expect the house prices and that market to be once they officially say, "Yeah, we're there"? Um, like, is it going to explode? Yeah, I think I think it's going to go up. I I don't think it's going to like go up to over a million quickly. But I I think. Um, uh, things are going to change in that uh, town, mm-hmm. and um, people are going to go there because they're hoping to see them, you know, having coffee at the right. coffee shop or whatever. Um, people are going to be boating around their property because it, it basically yep. they're kind of set out in a little bit of like kind an, of an I- island, area, island yeah. area. So you're going to see a lot of boaters, but I'm sure there's going to be, you know, uh, security around the property so that, yeah. uh, you know, there's no fly zone around it, no be ver- drones. be very interesting as well if other celebrities say, hey, wow, it's worked for them. We can get away yep. from... They'll start doing it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a, definitely a destination uh, for uh, a, the, the rich and famous. There's no yeah. doubt about it's it. It's the uh, influencer effect. Yeah. It's the influencer so, effect, yes. Yes. So, yes. so, you know, someone notable does something, you want to fall asleep, Everyone right? wants to copy yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Ma- Malibu was once like a, just a barren wasteland and someone decided this is a really nice beach I can yes, live here let's go and he's a really cool guy maybe he's a director <laughs> or a famous actor now other actors want to you know live yes. in that area so that's kind of just the natural progression of things it, it happens even on a minor scale let's say Rob were to announce right now that he bought a particular condo in a unit in a building somewhere here in Hamilton yes you probably will see an uptick if he announced it right now on the radio show that what building is it? And then there might be an uptick. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. because people want to follow suit with other people who are right. you know experts. Yeah, and, in the and know. Or, yeah, they're yeah. in the know. Maybe they know something that I don't. And you know that's the influencer effect. Right. Right? Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for coming in. Enjoy the rest of your Fantastic. weekend. And uh, thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.